0: Hello and welcome back to another episode of Better Money by Elements Financial, the best credit union ever. My name is Miranda Finley and I'm your host. And with us, we have Abby Askew. Hey, Abby. Hey, Miranda. Today, we're going to talk about uh, some personal stuff. We're mm-hmm. going to get really into the nitty gritty oh, yeah. of some situations that you and I have been in. And it's all going to be revolving around debt. Ooh. Oh, the D word. The D word. I know. So a few facts about debt just to catch everybody up. So student loan debt is up 20% since 2010. So 2010 was around the time that I attended college. And I know, Abby, you were in college around the same time. Mm -hmm. So debt is only getting worse for college students today. So up 20% since 2010 to 2020. 75% of American adults carry credit card balances from month to month. Wow. And those credit card balances on average per household look like $5,315. Okay. So if you're in debt, you're definitely not alone. Right. So we're here to talk about some things that we can do to analyze the situation we're in, maybe some questions we can ask ourselves um, if we're thinking about going into debt, um, and then utilizing financial products to fit the needs of what it is that you have. Yes. Yeah, definitely. So making financial products work for us, yes. basically. Yes. So there are a lot of things out there on the market. Um, and Abby and I are going to talk to you about our personal situations and what financial tools we helped you or that helped us to get out of debt. So Abby, I'm going to toss it over to you. Okay. So give me what you got, girl. How were you in debt? Ooh, yeah. So I fit every single one of
1: those categories of stats that Miranda just listed. So, um I had some student loan debt when I came out of college. Um my husband and I decided that we wanted to we had some really great credit cards with some amazing perks and points. Um, and so we decided that we wanted to put all of our wedding costs um, when we got married onto our credit cards so that we could build up all those points, um which made us be able to go on our honeymoon for basically Thailand. Yeah, yes, for free. For free. Um I think we spent like maybe a $1000 the whole 2 weeks we were there. So, um That's and amazing. honeymoon, like we blew it out. Like it was pretty great. Um so I and I also have a mortgage. I have um a car loan. Like I've I like you say debt, got it. Been <laughs> there. I've utilized the system. Um but along with having that credit card debt, I decided I was like I got to pay this off. Like obviously, I'm not going to carry tens of thousands of dollars of credit card debt with me because when we did our wedding, like we did our wedding, <laughs> like this wasn't like a hey, we're paying for this, so like we're gonna have it, you know, in our backyard or whatever. Like, oh, it was the party of the year, it was a it was. <laughs> I mean, we did it right, like, we got married in this in Nashville, Tennessee, and this like rooftop, um, indoor venue. It was really, really cool. I invited all of our family and friends, so like, we we did the wedding that we wanted to do, mm-hmm. but that came with a price tag, obviously. Definitely. Um, so, um, I had all of that money on my credit card. And I was like, what am I going to do to not pay huge interest? Which, by the way, American Express credit
0: card, so like highest interest rate that you can get because they come with so many extra perks. Definitely. And when you talk about analyzing what you were going to do with that credit card debt, um, you know, we heard you say that you have car loan, you have a mortgage, you had student loan debt. Why was the credit card debt really the thing that you wanted to tackle?
1: Yeah, because of those interest rates. I mean, like your car loan like you might be at like 2, 3, 4% on your car loan. Um you know your mortgage is is very similar interest rates mm-hmm. as well, but credit card interest rates are that is the most expensive way to borrow money ever. Yeah.
0: So for credit cards in the United States, you're probably looking for average interest rates between 15 and 30%. Yeah.
1: And this one because like I said because it's American Express, which like Little tip to all you listeners, um, the more perks on a card, the higher the interest rate is going to be, or the higher the annual fee is going to be. That's
0: how they get you. They're not doing it for free. They're not just nice people giving you free perks.
1: Yes. So um, because we got all of these great perks with our American Express cards, um, it had those high interest rates. And I was like, I got to pay this off. Like, I can't, I I wasn't going to pay off tens of thousands of dollars in one month. Um, So it carried over, and I didn't want to have that interest charge. Carry over as well because credit cards are really uncool in the way that they charge you interest. So you're paying interest on top of interest that you paid last month, on top of interest that you paid the month before. It's a whole big cycle, and that's why people get so caught in credit card debt is because it's just so hard to get out of that. Um, you make your payment. You're if you're paying just the minimum payment every month, you're paying like ninety percent interest and ten percent principal towards that balance. So it's a very vicious cycle. So um, Fortunately, we have a lot of great resources at the credit union, and so I went to several people that I trusted and was like, what is the best way for me to pay this off? Um, a lot of people told me I could pull the money out of my 401k. I didn't want to do that. That money is earmarked for my retirement. I don't want to pull the money out of it to pay off, you know, credit card debt and decisions that I, that I made. Um, so another option was uh, taking out a personal loan because that's simple interest Mm -hmm. instead of compound interest. I didn't really want to do that, um, because I didn't want to have another loan. Um, So I chose to go the route of credit card balance transfers. Um, There are commercials out there all the time about these things, and I think there's some very important ins and outs that we should chat about when it comes to balance transfers on credit cards. So first thing, almost, I mean, there's just so many options. Nerd Wallet is a really great way to compare and contrast different balance transfer options. Um, and so, when you're when you're transferring a balance from one credit credit card to another, what that means is that they're literally going to take what you have on your first credit card and pay it off, and then apply that balance to your next card. But they don't do that for free usually unless you get your card through Elements, whoop, because we don't charge you balance transfer that's fees. That's right,
0: folks. No balance transfer <laughs> fees
1: here. Um, but that's usually in the range of 2 to 5% of whatever the balance is that you're transferring over. Right.
0: So they're getting their money anyway.
1: They're going to get paid, yes. Um, and a lot of cards – So, so. I guess when you're looking at that you have to figure out kind of like the financial aspect of it. So if I move my balance over, am I saving interest, Um, which is another component we'll talk about in a second, but you have to make sure that that fee that they're charging you is not going to outweigh the interest that you're saving when you transfer it over. Because another component of balance transfer perk cards are that they offer you probably no interest for a certain amount of time. So – and that could be anywhere from six months up to like two years Mm -hmm. um, of no interest payments. So – you pay the the balance transfer fee, and then you have that set amount of time that you're not going to pay interest. And that's what I chose to do because I liked not having interest, unlike a personal loan that still charges you some interest. Um, I liked not having interest for a certain amount of time, and I knew how much I had to pay um, that was not just my minimum payment in order to pay that loan or pay that balance off within that set period of time. Yeah. So how did you do that math? Yeah. So there's a lot of great credit card calculator, debt payoff calculator out there. Um, and and I used some of those. I also relied on some of my resources and my friends and coworkers at Elements to help me figure out like, okay, so if I'm moving tens of thousands of dollars <laughs> over, um, what is what am I going to pay in the fee? And then how much do I need to pay every month to pay that off to not be charged interest? But if I don't pay it off in that set amount of time, how much interest am I on the hook for now? Um, so, Those calculators are super useful, super helpful in telling you all of those pieces of information. Um, And so that's what I did. I moved it over. I think I set it for like 18 months um, and I had some extra funds come up that allowed me to kind of, you know, put some larger payments down on my credit cards um, or on that credit card that I had transferred everything over to. Mm -hmm. um, And I just was able to get it all paid off within that amount of time that I was supposed to. So I didn't have to pay any interest on all of
0: on my wedding? <laughs> that's amazing. Yeah. So kudos to you for doing that calculation, kind of figuring it out, and taking advantage of the product in the way that suited you. Yeah. So sometimes with balance transfers, what we see is that it can turn into a vicious cycle too, and that's not going to benefit you. So if you take your balance, move it to a new card, and then don't do that calculation, mm-hmm. there's a couple of things that you need to look out for. So number one, you have to pay attention to that really really tiny print that at the bottom yes. um, of cards because sometimes if you don't pay off a balance at the by the end of that in, or that interest-free period, that means they're going to retroact interest oh. back for the entire period. So that's something to look out for when you're looking at balance transfers. Like Abby said, pay attention to how much you're going to be paying up front. And if it doesn't make sense to pay that lump sum on what you're transferring, then look into cards that have no balance transfer fees that yes. maybe have a smaller no interest period because that's usually the trade-off. Yep. Um, And just make sure that it's working for you. If you don't do that calculation to pay it off within that no interest period, um, then you might find yourself wanting to do another balance transfer. Mm -hmm. And doing balance transfer after balance transfer and carrying that debt with you isn't going to serve you at all. So I've definitely talked to members where – they were still paying on a wedding to someone they were no longer married to. So (laughs) yeah, don't let it chase you like into the future. Every single time you do a balance transfer and then don't do that calculation, then the system is taking advantage of you instead of you using the system for your benefit. So I think that's awesome, Abby. Congratulations on paying that debt off. Um, Definitely pat on the back. Paying off debt is not as much fun as getting into it. Oh no. And so I'm sure that like every payment you were making, you were like, I wish our wedding day (laughs) I wish I could relive it um, because that's exactly what you were paying for on the back end. So. Thank you so much for for sharing that. So as you were kind of paying off that debt, do you feel like you had to sacrifice at all? Oh,
1: definitely. So this was the period that I deleted the Amazon app off of my phone um, because I would just spend money. So, yeah, um, <laughs> yeah. I was very strict on my budget. So if I I actually limited myself a lot. I was like, here's X amount of money that you get every two weeks, and that's what you can go spend money on. The rest of it is going towards paying off your debt. So not only did I use a like financial tool to its to my advantage. But I also made sure that my budget was in check so that I could carry out the plan that I had set to pay off the debt that I had.
0: Yeah, definitely. And there were there months where you couldn't pay as much as you wanted to. Oh, for sure. I mean, you know, you've got anniversaries
1: and holidays, and um, or you know, car maintenance that comes up, and it's like, hey, you got to buy four new tires. There goes that big extra amount of money you were going to put towards your credit card debt that month. Mm -hmm. Um, So life comes up and it happens, but you just have to make sure you're keeping that goal forefront. Of my goal is to get this paid off in X amount of date, and so I might have to sacrifice some things that I
0: want to do now to achieve this goal for my future. Absolutely. And I know sometimes I sit across from people um, doing one-on-one budget meetings and things like that, and I can almost tangibly feel the weight that they have on them because of the debt that they have. So debt can be super heavy. Did you feel that way?
1: Yeah. So... The debt was a heavy burden to carry for sure, but it was great that I had like a momentous occasion that I, that that's what we spent the money on. Um, it wasn't just that we had, you know, gone out and spent and spent and spent and now we have all of this debt from, for something that, you know, I couldn't pinpoint what it was that the debt was from. Um, so it was heavy, but it was, it was for, a, I don't want to say good cause, but like it was for an important event in my life. So it, it kind of weighed out. The heaviness of that burden for sure.
0: Definitely. And that's, you know, when we're looking at financial success and stability and the choices that we're making, we have to decide what's important to us and making sure that our money is going towards the things that are most important to us. So I definitely would not always suggest doing that. But I love that you found enough motivation and what you had experienced that you could say this was worth it for me. Yes. Because you should spend your money the way that it's worth it to you. And then having that motivation to pay it back because it was something that you felt like was a worthy cause is super important. Yeah. And then how did it feel when you made that last payment?
1: Oh, I mean, it was like just the sweetest dessert you could ever taste. Like it was just like the most wonderful thing Um because it was like, this burden's off my back. And then I was really intentional about, okay, I've been spending X amount every month to pay off this debt. What am I going to do with this extra cash now? And so started building up my savings account because that was the next thing that I had on my list to do. Because the debt was expensive to carry. The savings account wasn't paying the interest that w- that made saving over paying off debt worth
0: it. Mm-hmm. So I want to pay off that debt, and now I could start saving. I love that so much. Yeah, a lot of people don't. It, it's hard to to think about that end result, to think about how we're going to feel in that moment. But picture that as often as you can yes. if you're in a debt repayment journey, because it is absolutely worth it. Yes, and I know that. Because right. I also yes. had some debt that I needed to get out from under. So yes. I left school in 2010. Um, And as we were saying, student loan debt is one of the biggest causes of debt. Um, It's one of the largest decision-making factors in um, whether people can afford to purchase homes, to have children, to make other financial purchases, um, and also whether to invest or not. So if student loans are something that you're carrying, I have been there, and they are heavy. Mm -hmm. Um, So I definitely um, left school with over $10,000 of debt and really not a whole lot to show for it because I did not complete my degree at the time. So I felt like I had just learned the most expensive lesson, um, life lessons that were just crazy costly to me. And at the time being 19 years old, And having over $10,000 of debt and having to uh, create a skill set that was marketable to be hired to earn enough to pay off that debt was really difficult. Um, But I will say that I'm glad that I had it because I was on the hook for the lesson that I learned. Mm. And I was the only one that was going to help me get out of it. And so I needed to get down to business. Mm. Um, So um, working my first job out of school. I had heard um, that banking was a great industry to get into, (laughs) and so I pursued that, and I thought I was high rolling, making what I was making as a teller at a um, mid-level bank um, based in in, uh, the Midwest and on the eastern coast. And so I started then um, taking money and paying off my student loans. It was really difficult to do. There were a lot of sacrifices in place because as I was doing that, I was seeing all of the people my age and all of my friends from high school and the friends that I had made in college go on spring break mm. and just live this like fun college interim life where they could party and study and um, go on vacation with their friends. And they didn't have the same responsibilities that I felt like I had because I did have this giant amount of debt that I needed to get up and go to work every day to okay. pay off. Yeah, And so that was really difficult. I had to say no a lot. So as I was seeing people, you know, take their tax check and, you know, spend it on a spring break in Cozumel or Cabo's. Lucas or, you know, wherever it was. I was taking that and basically writing that check over to Sally Mae
1: so responsible
0: of you oh it was <laughs> it was hard I, I don't want to pretend that it wasn't um, there were definitely times when I was on like the scarcity mindset when it came to um, to groceries and things like that during that time frame of my life I was putting things into my grocery cart when I went grocery shopping and like meticulously adding it up to make sure that like I had Oof. enough money to pay for it I was scared of automatic payment payments because I didn't feel like I had enough of a foundation to pay any overdraft fees. Um, So it was definitely a a time of struggle in my life. But uh, once I got hired with Elements, I started meeting with a credit counselor. Um, If you guys have met with Terry Mossbrookers, she's fantastic. And if you have not, reach out to us. We'll get you over to Terry. Um, But Terry Mossbrookers sat me down, looked at my debt, and helped me create a plan to pay it off um, with the, the amount of money I was making. So setting a budget, making sure that all of my extra money was allocated towards those things, that if I was sacrificing, that that money didn't get absorbed into the rest of my budget and could go towards my student loans. And I will tell you, paying off those student loans was like the single best day. Oh, I bet. The single best day. I hope my husband's not listening because it was like the best day of my life. Um, <laughs> it felt amazing to pay those off. Um, there were a few tools that I definitely used to um, There are a ton of resources out there that you can use to put in all of your debt with the interest rates you're paying and the minimum payments that you're paying. And it will tell you how long it's going to take you to pay off that debt and how much interest you're going to pay if you continue on the minimum payment track that they have you on. Mm. And then you can go in and add um, power payments or extra payments that you can make monthly or quarterly. Or if you have a one-time payment, like a windfall, a tax check, a bonus, you can go in there and – add that in and see how much time and money you're going to save um, if you just are intentional about some of the extra money you have. And that was so motivating to me seeing it in black and white because at the time I never felt like I was going to get out right. from under that money. Yeah. And so I just felt like it was this thing that I was dragging along with me that was a huge reminder of, oh. of you know, decisions you made, decisions I made and lessons that I had to learn. Mm-hmm. And so Um, Seeing how much time that was going to save me and seeing how much money it was going to save me, seeing it in black and white spelled out like that was a huge motivator to me to where I would maybe make an extra $100 a month payment. And then I would challenge myself and I would kind of do the calculation and be like, well, if I could find another $100, that (laughs) means I would save three months and I would save X amount of dollars. So I did pay off my student loans early. Um, I think I paid them off four or five years early and saved myself about $40,000 of interest. Um, and what I love about that on the back end is because I focused on it immediately as soon as I started working and didn't just accept that the minimum payment was all that I should be paying. Yeah, When it came to making decisions on traveling, um, on, you know, getting married and having the kind of wedding like you were talking about, Abby, having the kind of wedding that you would want to have, making decisions about family and family planning, all of those things are, are decisions that I can make without the burden of my student loan payments. Mm-hmm. Um, so, if you guys are out there, um, and and you are in the position where you're having to make those decisions, uh, I just want to tell you about a couple of pay down methods that yeah. were beneficial for me. So. And so-
1: so student oh, yeah. loans, like usually when they offer you student loans and you take them, like you don't just have like one student loan. You have like five, right? Yes. And so one might have a balance of like $300. One might be 5000 One might be 15000 So there's there's different like monetary amounts in these loans. And when you make your payment, you're just – they're just – Applying certain dollar amounts to those loans based on the, a percentage of that payment. So your you're pay, like your three hundred dollar loan, you might be paying like one dollar a month towards. Right. right? So like exactly. you're gonna have that forever. So these these methods that you used, like kind of correlate to that, right?
0: Definitely, yeah. So I used a hybrid of two very popular methods that you might have her- heard about. Um, what makes both of these methods really beneficial is that they both have a focused debt. Mm. So like Abby's saying, when you have multiple loans with a bunch of different minimum payments and you're not really controlling where your payments are going, then um, – it can be really hard to see some traction and it can be hard to see that needle move and hard to see your payments really making a difference. And so both of these methods will have you focus on a specific debt. And so I started off with the avalanche method, which means that I took my largest student, it happened to me my largest student loan with the highest interest rate. And the reason I chose that is because I had a dear, dear family member co-sign for me on that loan, which meant that their credit was also on the line. Mm -hmm. If baby little 19-year-old Miranda did not pay her loan, that meant that their credit would be damaged and their name would be damaged too. So it was really important to me to free that person of that obligation. And so I started with that loan first. Not always what I recommend, but the Avalanche method can be beneficial if you start with your highest interest rate first and then work towards your lowest interest rate loan because you're going to tackle that, that higher costing debt first. Now, it might not build momentum as quickly as, um, say, the snowball method. So in the snowball method, you're still going to be focusing on one debt, but you're going to focus on your smallest debt and work up to your largest debt. Taking your minimum payments and rolling them into the next debt as you pay off loans. So, my motivation was enough because I was keeping this person, this family member that is near and dear to me close. um, Mm. When it came to motivating myself to pay it off, like I kept reminding myself that their name was on the line too, and that it was my responsibility to carry the loan to term the way that I said that I would and make my payments the way that I said that I would. Um, However, nine times out of 10, I recommend doing the snowball method because you get those small wins pretty fast. So like Abby's saying, you have a $300 student loan, you make your minimum payments and they're taking $1 of that payment and putting it towards your $300 loan. When if you were just focusing on that $300 loan, you could probably get it paid off in a month or two and knock that out and have four loans instead of five. So you immediately get that win. You feel like your money is actually doing something. You gain that momentum that snowballs Mm. downhill Um, So those are the two methods that I typically recommend. Be intentional with the extra money that you're taking out of your budget and allocate it towards that debt. And remind yourself that when you're paying off debt, it doesn't have to be forever. You are you are restricting yourself for a short period of time and you're doing it for a really great reason, providing that freedom to yourself and understanding that you don't have to live in debt forever. And there are definitely different weights of debt. Um, And that you don't have to live with it forever is something that that you might not hear often, but we're here to tell you. Another Oh, sorry. Oh, no.
1: I th- Like there are just so many financial products and tools out there for you um, that are going to help you. So she used those debt payoff methods, which was a really great tool that's a super Google-friendly thing to research if yeah. you have questions about that. Um, and, and then I used the debt or the balance transfers mm-hmm. because that was another great tool. Is there another tool that you want to – share with people?
0: Yep, definitely. So that third tool that I really want to touch on is debt consolidation. So consolidation is going to look very different for student loans. So you can definitely pursue that to see if consolidating your student loans, whether they're federal or private student loans, is something that I recommend looking into. The worst that they can tell you is no, Hmm. that you're in a good spot, that it's not going to benefit you in the long term. And sometimes if you're using the avalanche or snowball method, you're going to get it paid off off faster so that um, a balance transfer or debt consolidation isn't going to make sense for you. But in the event that it does debt consolidation, what I love about it is that you're going to be assessed simple interest versus compound interest. So like Abby was saying, if you've got credit card debt, you're earning interest on top of interest, and it's very hard to get out of. Whereas simple interest, you'll never earn interest on top of interest. You're only earning interest on your principal balance. So debt consolidation loans are simple interest loans. What I love about elements set consolidation loan is that it has a maximum term of 48 months. So you know that no matter what, like you're going to be out of the woods in 48 months. We're super flexible um in the term range from 12 months, 36 months. You know, like whatever you need to pay that down. My recommendation is that you take the full amount of months, the 48 months and then you have a nice low payment that you can always pay additional on because we don't charge prepayment penalties. <laughs> we just don't believe in that here. So debt consolidation can be a really great tool as well. If you have multiple accounts that you're looking to roll into one, have one nice payment that you can pay. And a lot of times, specifically if you're transferring and consolidating credit card debt, your minimum payment on the debt consolidation loan is going to be similar or less than what you're, you've been facing on your credit card minimums. And you get more bang for your buck that way with a lot lower of an interest rate. So you you. Talked
1: about using a financial institution to do debt consolidation. And I know we see a lot of commercials on TV about how, um, you know, there's all these companies out there that will wipe away your debt Mm -hmm. and it'll just disappear. Like that's not true. So why don't you talk about like how important it is to use a reputable financial institution?
0: Yeah, and um I, I definitely like to plug elements here because I believe in what we do. Right. So our goal is to help you achieve financial success however that looks to you. And so if financial success means consolidating that debt and getting you to a point where you can breathe, that you can sleep at night, that you're not stressing out about having, you know, a few different credit card payments and remembering what dates they're due and remembering the interest rates and making sure you pay the minimum payment, consolidating that into one. And doing it with a company that is going to walk alongside you and cheer you on, especially if you're in a debt repayment journey, it's very hard to find resources that are going to encourage you to get to a place that you feel comfortable. So, you know, we all make our decisions and whether debt is right for us Mm -hmm. and whether it's collateralized debt or unsecured debt, whatever it may be. But having a financial institution that's willing to partner with you it it just makes all the difference. I'm so thankful that um, I partner with Elements in my debt repayment journey. I know, Abby, you're yes. thankful to have yes. had a lot of resources here. And that's exactly what we want to do. Yes. So if you find yourself in debt and it's overwhelming and it's a burden to you and you just need to have a conversation about it, you want to know what method might work for you, you want to know if one of these financial tools can definitely do the job for you, that's exactly what we're here for. So please reach out to us at BetterMoney@elements.org so that we can help. Thank you so much and have a good day.